You're listening to the Feature Creatures Podcast with feature entertainers and international Playboy playmates Raven Callie and Molly Jane. An in-depth look at life on the road in the adult entertainment industry. Here, you'll get a peek behind the scenes as they discuss their everyday lives as both mothers and performers. You'll also hear from house dancers, feature entertainers, and other professionals in the industry, including club staff, stagehands, DJs, club owners, event organizers, and more. All providing advice and info for the inquisitive minds of future performers and the industry intrigued. This show is intended for adults, so you must be 18 plus to listen. Now, kick back, relax, and get ready to have some fun. Here are your hosts, Raven Callie and Molly Jane. I'm Raven Callie. I'm Molly Jane. And I'm Slim Symphony. And you're listening to Feature Creatures. We'll have a better intro when Josh gets back to us. (laughs) This is a work in progress. Oh, yeah. So, what are we about? What are we about? What are we about? What are we about? Well, we're feature entertainers. Yeah. You're a feature entertainer. Yeah. And And you're a dancer. Yep. An entertainer. (laughs) And our bestie here. Happy. Our sight wise. I love <laughs> She'll be keeping us in line. <laughs> Do my best. <laughs> okay, so, well, that was kind of introducing ourselves. So, you want to kind of. Okay, so first of all, we're going to say what the fuck we're about here on this show. So, clearly, if you guys read the flyer, you know that we are doing an adult industry podcast that is basically, um... (laughs) What are you doing over there? We will be uh, (laughs) discussing the ins and outs of the adult entertainment industry um, and interviewing people of all walks of life and from our daily travels and life as mothers and life on the road. And we know some pretty neat people that don't even have anything to do with the industry and if we can get our hands on them that, yeah, we'll for be, some cool interviews. We'll be pulling them into our chaos that. as well. Some willingly, others not so much. <laughs> well, also we'll give a platform to other um, entertainers that are trying to um, let everyone know where, where you can find them and there's new competitions coming up so give them a platform to promote their their events and talk about themselves so you guys can get to know them as well as we do <laughs> it'll be fun and we have some DJs we've got some uh, some of the panda guys we have some managers um, excitement magazine some we have a lot of people lined up we're pretty booked up already for the next uh, yeah. few months. We have a lot going on. <laughs> a lot. So yeah, our Same. guests are like uh, piled up already, and I can't wait. I cannot yes. wait for you guys awesome. to figure out who we got in store for you. Um, oh, yeah. We'll be mentioning our first guest 
at the end of the show. So if you want to know who we have up next, you better listen to the whole damn thing. Or fast forward. Or you you can wait for the flyer. Um, yeah, carrying on. <laughs> so what we're going to do is kind of use this first, um, this first episode to introduce ourselves and kind of bullshit with each other and answer common questions that we've been asked about ourselves, um, and kind of give you a little bit of our own experiences. Uh, especially lately, we just got off of book booking recently. Um, <laughs> we've had a good time. And, um, yeah, we're going to get Celine caught up. Yeah. Because she, yeah. <laughs> she doesn't know yet. It's yeah, our she... first time seeing her since December. It's like beginning of December, yeah. I'm really excited about that. No. Shame on you. Take me with it. Put me in a suitcase. Take me with it. We will. We shall. Yeah. I'm going to start kidnapping you. That's true. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. We're not ready for that story yet. So, Raven, some of the commonly asked questions we've had. Um, how'd you get into this business? Namely, you. <laughs> I just kind of appeared um, because I started um, house dancing in my 30s. Uh, at a, a feature club at Michael's Men's Club and that was not only were some of the girls that I worked with um, features but that's where the stripper Olympics are, are held every year so I got to see all of that yes. and um, yeah so I just learned about it and went with it from there. I was introduced to a lot of people right away though. So it wasn't like I was so great and I was everywhere. It was that my bestie, Ivy Bain, at the club at the time, she um, took me to my first expo where her friend, Aria Moon, was up for Entertainer of the Year and needed backup dancers. And so I had a chance to be on that stage in front of people in the industry that had never seen me before. Um, for the 20th anniversary, 20th anniversary of, of Expo, and so it was a big deal. Um, and from there, it was assumed that I was just something big that no one knew about. But that was just I, you hit the ground running. Yeah, <laughs> and I was in college though, but I was like new, newly on my own two feet, and so it was a lot. It was a lot too much, too fast. So mm-hmm. I had to kind of figure out being a single mother and a full-time college student and suddenly trying to fit in with this crowd that I've never been around. And I just ended up sitting back and watching, thankfully. (laughs) (laughs) Thankfully, I sat back and watched long enough until I felt comfortable. And and that's when I met you. (laughs) (laughs) How'd you start? I started in a hole in the wall club after some chaos in my life <laughs> that we won't get into, but um, I started out in a really small, new, small town, really small town right outside Amishville, USA, <laughs> club, and uh, I, I happened to see Cynthia Taser there, and then she told me and another girl about Need to Pop In that's held in... Uh, Roselawn, Indiana at the Ponderosa Sun Club. 
So I did my first competition there maybe a couple years after I started dancing and I had no idea what the hell I was doing. <laughs> oh, this girl's like signed up for everything and I'm like, but she's what's rising? potential. Yeah, she's <laughs> I was like, what's, what's a rising star? Because <laughs> I was there for the pole competition. I love pole work and that was my thing. And she's like, you want to sign up for everything. We'll get you a costume. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I kind of went out and I winged it and I ended up winning two titles that year. And then the next year that I did it, um, I won two more titles and I ended up getting signed with an agent and then from there it just consistently grew. Um, during COVID we did tons of world pageant competitions. And yeah, because they were held locally and it was, mm -hmm. yeah. And we really started taking off during COVID, strangely enough, but like, you know, a time where a lot of people were struggling, we were like, it was really growing. <laughs> it gave us a chance to even like not have to rush all the time and yeah, try to keep up with what everyone else was doing. We were able to take our time and really figure out how we wanted to go about continuing on and growing yeah. in this industry. And it went well too because you were established in one spot and you know I was established in another spot and so we kind of were able to work together and apart. Yeah and, it, and fill in the things that each other were missing. And then we met Selena back. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, tell, I, us about, tell us about your start. Can we uh, take a quick pause for mm -hmm. me for one second? Uh -huh. And I like disappear. Yeah, disappear. Yep. I'll talk to Selena. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, how did you get your start? What made you want to start um, dancing? Actually, I saw on social media. Social media? Yeah, I saw on couple of videos and stuff on TikTok of just pole work and it was very impressive. <laughs> um, it wasn't really the bunny that we were thinking though. Um, and so I just started dancing at a local club. I was very, very shy. Um, but eventually I just, I stayed. I meant to only do it for a little bit for a few months and I'm still here. And you got your start at um, a Lux, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a club. That was a great place to start. Um, mm -hmm. And under the previous owners, I mean, I'm sure yeah. I, I can't say under the owners yes, now because yes. I'm not there now. Mm -hmm. But um, when I was there, and the old owner, owners that were running it, um, they ran it really well, and they're a very comfortable place for mm -hmm. girls like yes. you to start out. Very much so. And I did a few uh, choreographed routines with the owner and a couple other girls. And that's how I met you. Yeah, we were on the showgirl team together. We did the Hi, chicken nugget lady. <laughs> um, we did the Lux Showgirl Showgirl uh, mm -hmm. team together. And showgirl. And yeah, that's how we got close. Where I was hanging out with you, and then I met you. And now, like, less than a year later, here we are. Mimosas, weed, and chicken nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> How's our night going? It's going fantastic. <laughs> Are they still warm? Are they cold? No. No? Bitch, I am starving suddenly. I couldn't stop thinking about the chicken nuggets. I realized you were talking <laughs> to me and I'm like, that's rude. <laughs> what was that? TG1B, like, where she was just crinkling and chewing chips? 
And she was like, <laughs> let's take a, a moment to like, listen to the sounds of Kaidom. <laughs> it was great. And it was even great like watching it on YouTube because you really got context that way versus just listening on a podcast. So that's why YouTube and podcasts work. <laughs> you get the behind the scenes really with the YouTube. Um, I guess we should move this. Oh, I can't. Yeah, that's kind of good. Hey, yeah. Yeah, Kind of like, yeah. How long have you been in the business, Raven? Chicken nugget lady? <laughs> Snap monster! <laughs> five years. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. I started dancing five years ago. I thought you were like eight or ten years. I started no. when I was 31. I'm 36 now. Six years. I've been in the longer. What is it like? Really? How long have you been in the studio? Like a year now, right? I'm going almost two years now. We smoke too much weed in this circle. <laughs> <laughs> me, but yeah, we haven't didn't really hang out with them until like All right. Pause for the sounds of Snap Monster. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Jimmy's point of view at work. <laughs> it is a poor spider. I got that video somewhere where I'm literally across the club and you're up in the DJ booth at Kappa and I just see you like elbows up digging through the snack tote. <laughs> I like, I gotta get a video of this. This is why you're you called a snack You literally leaned over this up in the DJ booth where everyone can see you on display. Just head in, elbows up, digging through all the snacks in this tote. <laughs> you got so good. <laughs> it's the greatest thing I've ever seen and I only got the, the last bit of it where you popped up out. It was, it was great. <laughs> She's known as a snack monster at Kava. Um, our amazing DJ there, Spider. Um, he has this big old tote that he fills with snacks for us every week, and she takes full advantage of that. <laughs> we do. Yeah, yeah, a lot of girls We do. go hard on stage. I need that energy, man. That extra snack, snackage. Snackage. Chicken eat. I don't. I got those chocolate-covered espresso beans. We've gone for the pot. I will be snacks. I snacks. Um. Okay, so moving on. How does this line of work affect uh, your life as a mother or um, a partner? So, how has it affected your home life, being in the industry? Um, I, I have more time with them, with my people. 
<laughs> I can homeschool. Initially, it was cool because I, um, when I looked closer to his dad, and there was there were other agreements with custody. Um, I could work when he was with his dad, and then throughout the week, it was you know I would work most of the time, but I could be back in time to bring him to school. And to pick, I get sleep through the day and pick him up. Um, excuse me. And um, so now it's it's different, but we can also make our own schedules now. So it, it I can adjust. Right. And with homeschooling, also we can adjust. And my partner, my fiance, he is actually always gone. Also, <laughs> so I can we can kind of share some of uh, the responsibilities, and it's it's fine. I trust him enough that he's gone all the time, and he trusts me enough when I'm gone all the time. Right, right. But it, it doesn't cause problems. Uh, and it should. Like, I like, feel like if you're, if you're both understanding, you both know your lines, and you respect how each other feels, especially in this industry, um, it's really no different than an, an average everyday, you know, vanilla relationship. <laughs> um, I mean, it takes a, a certain kind of person. Yeah, to be able to be with a very com- comfortable and confident person in themselves, to, you know, be able to, to trust and, you know, you vice versa, to be able to trust them and knowing that this is just a job. It's, it doesn't come home. It doesn't come home. And, you know, that's, you know, my relationship, we keep things separate, you know, we met in a club and, you know, he just doesn't want to know what I do at work, like, unless, you know, it's important, like, he knows what I do at work, but he doesn't want to have a full-on conversation about it, but, you know, every every relationship, especially in this industry, varies person to person, because mm-hmm. some people are really immersed into their partner's life in this industry, and then, you know, I think some like us, we have our separate home life from our work life, it, but we still have very supportive partners that yeah, yeah. are supportive of what we do and being there for us, you know, while we are And want to see us grow in the industry. They yeah. just have their own lives. Yeah, they, just have, they have their own <laughs> nine to fives, yeah. own businesses and stuff that they do their things, you know, they're good with our kids. They help with the animals and kids. We, you know, we're on the road for days and days. <laughs> Sometimes a plant dies while we're away, but <laughs> but you know, other than that, you know, they got it, they got it handled, yeah, and it's good because yeah. we, we get home in time to make sure the rest of them <laughs> make sure so nothing's still alive, yeah. <laughs> and with the kids, you also homeschool, right? Uh, yeah, so. and that that's very helpful. It makes it very flexible, and you know. Uh, my son has an auditory issue, so he was having he was struggling in a regular school where he wasn't be able to get that one-on-one attention to you know really make sure that he was understanding what he was learning. So it just seemed like homeschooling was the best route to go with him on that, but also because of the lifestyle that we lead, it, it was an easier route to go as well. And you know they still get socialization and our kids hang out and yeah. hang out with their other friends and yeah and like my son has his cousins in florida and stuff too so yeah. there's always you know if we have a booking or anything going on in florida 
I think it's great because when we are able to take them on the road with us, they get, it's not like we're just working. Like during the day, we're able to take them to do things that most, like definitely like me growing up, like I was part of a huge family. So we didn't get to go experience like the United States or anything at the rate that my child gets to mm -hmm. because there were so many of us and my parents really couldn't afford it. And like, you know, a big, yeah, a big family vacation for us was going to Six Flags <laughs> or the zoo. And that, you know, that was great. It's, and we still do that with my son as well, but I got to take him to the mountains and it was something he was terrified of, but ended up loving. And so he gets those experiences that I want him to be able to experience. Like, Last year, yeah, last year was the first time I got to see the ocean for the first time, and I took him, and now he's gonna have that experience to grow up with. It's, it's completely different being able. This line of work opens up a lot of doors for us, especially as mothers. Yeah, and that's a lot of why I ended up homeschooling also, because I felt like having come from such a diverse background myself and having been able to see and do a lot of things. And I was not homeschooled, but I, you know, because I was overseas and my mom did what she could to give us those experiences, I felt like I was cheating my son out of it by experiencing them myself when he would be stuck in a school where it's more of a, I don't want to say, uh, A small town thinking school mm -hmm. and not um, one that really looks outside of its, its own area, area right. you know, because he's just, he just knows too much others, too much that's too much cultural diversity to be comfortable. And it, it showed well, even before COVID, so I was kind of relieved to take him out mm -hmm. and let him see and experience different cultures and societies with me when that's possible. But also, you know, it makes it easier with custody. <laughs> <laughs> I can kind of say, okay, let's do this chunk for spring break. So, yeah. And um, how has this industry affected your life the last couple um, of years? You know? Well, I'm not a mom, so I don't have to worry about it. Um, so you get the other side of the spectrum, so problems. yeah. Um, I am in college still though, but um, I'm pretty relaxed in my classes. Um, modeling. Okay. I have questions. Okay. okay yeah, we got questions. <laughs> what do you do in your free time? I play video games. <laughs> What's your gamer tag? Serrated Lily. Spell that in the comments later. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> What do you do for fun besides game? Um, actually my job. Actually, my <laughs> I do job. like my job a lot. Um, what's your favorite part of your job? Probably getting to dance to the music that I love. Honestly, mm -hmm. get to pick my own music. Like you're a dark bitch, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> you're making a brush. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Financially, like, what about your financial freedom? Do you feel oh. like um, you're able to be able, that you're more able to be more financially free versus working a nine to five? Oh, 100%. Because um, if I really do need to take like mental health days, I can without, you know, if I worry about the consequences of it, I don't have to worry about taking so many and getting fired. 
It's nice to be your own boss. Oh yeah, but it's a little <laughs> bit harder too. Also, you have to make yourself stick to a schedule. Yeah, yeah. That, that was yeah, my hardest. Self to it. You're not penalized if you don't. You yeah. still have money. <laughs> yeah, you just don't have money. <laughs> um, so, are when you started dancing, is that uh, is that the only part of the adult industry that you do? Do you have websites? Um, I do also do, um, as I say, accounting. Did that kind of help? Um, yeah, um, I got um, a few customers that transferred over from the club to my OnlyFans as well so when they can't come in. That way. Um, that side was a job, so. Oh, yeah. That was, that was especially <laughs> during COVID when our club got shut <laughs> oh. down. And yeah. Oh yeah, I, oh lord. That really uh, helped a lot and I think it gave us all a little more control over our own images though because there was a time where I'm gonna get that back to you because you're more responsible. <laughs> <laughs> the baby is more responsible than us. There's a reason I'm here. <laughs> uh, it definitely did. My only issue with OnlyFans is mine did get leaked. I mean, mm. I've been working mm. with uh, the OnlyFans crew, I guess you would call them, support mm -hmm. to get some of those taken down and stuff and people being penalized. But it's been a fucking process to do that. It's been a and you have months. to find them. You have to come yeah, across them. Yeah, you got to find them. them. You got to send proof of the links. You have to, you know, not really touch base with them. But, you know, have your stuff backed up for a lawyer in case it fucking gets legal. You have to send out cease and desist to each website. Some of them, like, they don't even put a contact on there. So you're really, like, having to go to their social medias and shit and yeah. hunt them down. Like, it's a process, which is for a while there why I kind of shut it down. And I went over to Loyal Fans, which I still have, which they both have their positives. I probably like Loyal Fans better, but um, I did have to rework my entire OnlyFans just so my content wasn't getting leaked unless they were paying high amounts for it to do so. You know, it's a little bit different for me because I didn't, I started in the industry during COVID. I didn't really know it before COVID like you guys did. Right. I don't know how different it is, but it's the same time. I mean, the good thing about this industry is it's very fluid and your imagination is literally your limits. Like, you adapt. You, it, it's so versatile and easy to adapt and so many different ways that you can rework what you're doing. And yeah, that's great. Like, you, you imagine it, you freaking do it. <laughs> yep. These are some of your favorite memories, guys. What? What? Have you seen my jewel? My jewel? We lost <laughs> shit. <laughs> favorite memories. Some of your favorite memories from this uh, industry. Maybe like the last couple of years. Mine? I'll say my favorite memory of all of us together. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> was the time with the guy in the car. 
I can't remember if I was just really high that night or really drunk. You but. you have been drinking. I was driving, so I was sober. And I was not prepared was for mad. what I came out to, I but I was still ready. <laughs> and she was ready to roll because oh. we thought that someone had come at Bambi. So she was already fired up. I thought and that person I missed was all of this gone. We were waiting for you to, and you were like, sorry, I keep hitting you. It's okay. And you were, I was in the car waiting, and, and you were free to come out the back. And when you guys came out, you were like, no, no, no. And that dude was there. Uh, yeah. He got kicked out, bleeding all over himself. There was so crazy. And he just pulled up behind the car and he wouldn't go away. And you're like, yo, flash of the keys. Well, no. Let me just, yeah. Let, let me just um, explain that. I didn't just <laughs> flash him my piece. I'm legal. I okay, it's legal. But he was, he came at me when I was sitting in the car before they came out and my door was open and he was kind of towering over me before I knew it and, and that's when I made it clear that I had that and he pivoted. Yeah, towards his car. <laughs> but then he was rolling down his windows. I that's when I thought that okay, there's other people in the back. What are they gonna do? He was like, he was crazy. Like, yeah. it like he was coming from that festival. Yeah, the local festival. We love that name. What? But he was back. clearly on. He, and he went back. Yeah, he, he was there like, to his car. Right. Like, yeah, he ended up like crashing his car yeah. and showing up at the club that night. Oh yeah, I think I remember hearing about that. Next time I went in, trash took itself out. <laughs> there should be a segment. There should be a yeah, sure. Trash. When the trash takes itself out, out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and why you should stay out in a way, stay out of and away from drama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, what's one of your favorite memories, Lee? Um, actually, it kind of goes along around that same time period because um, I was helping judge the uh, Miss United States. Oh, um, and so there was like four days straight where like all three of us were at the club, and it was just took a bad. That was sick. Chaos. Oh no. Was it around April? No, that no, was world. This was oh, world. Oh, okay. This was like uh, September. Oh, this recent one. Yeah, the most recent. Yeah, we had a good time. Yeah, because yeah, we weren't competing. Because we weren't. Yeah, competing. so we were more relaxed. So we're like, so we're like, so yeah, relaxed, like just enjoying the shows and. <laughs> Hanging out with everyone. That's the first time you guys um, saw me do a show, I think. Yes. Yeah. <gasps> oh, yeah. yeah. The vampire show that I didn't get to do us. I was like, and me and Bambi had worked on it after that, and we were ready to go, and then yeah. shit happened. Yeah. And then I was really sad. So I'm like, I finally got it all down, and I could do it with you guys. <laughs> I couldn't do it. Sometimes, like, when I, like, am kind of sad, I'll rewatch the video that you took of me, and I, I can hear you guys, like, again. cheering me yeah. on. Oh, I almost cry. <laughs> oh, my gosh, we really love that. I love that so much. It just keeps stabbing me. <laughs> <laughs> I love so much. I love you, stab. <laughs> like, okay. Stop touching you. Just stay on the stop now. That's myself. That's me, <laughs> What's your memories? Your well, memories? I try to suppress those. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, where do you want to begin? Starting when I was born. 
There's a lot of good ones, a lot of good ones. We just had a really good trip together. Oh, I don't say that's a favorite memory, but it's up there. It's a good, okay, we'll talk about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, Celine, let's fill you in on. Oh, yes, please. Oh, and the, I have that video ready for you to watch. Uh, yeah, the day I got lost <laughs> in a complex parking lot for two hours. <laughs> because she feels so bad. <laughs> yeah, I was fine. I was chilling. <laughs> He's just lost. I couldn't remember the apartment number. And hadn't I just told you about when we were at the hotel? I, I explained how I got lost at the hotel rooms. conversation. Okay, so what happened was... I'm pretty sure those were the first words I said to you when you opened the car door, too. So what happened was... <laughs> okay, so before we go any further than that. Okay, so what happened was, I have woke up, and I've... Uh, so we're staying at, at, Sean. at Sean's. Yeah. So we're staying at his apartment at while... West Palm Beach. At West Palm mm -hmm. Beach while we're there for Bobby Max tribute. Mm -hmm. And we got in, like, super early morning, like, what, like, 1 a.m.? After driving all damn day, we left at like 5 a.m. the morning before and drove straight through From to Huntsville, straight to make it there and get yeah. suppressed. <laughs> and make it there and get suppressed. So I didn't bring all my shit in and I had left my charger in the car. So my phone was dying the next morning <laughs> and she had set her alarm for 3 o'clock. And so I got up, my phone was dying, and I'm like, you know what? I'll just run to the car real quick. <laughs> And I will grab my charger. When I get to the car, I'm like, hmm, I'm going to clean up the car a little bit, straighten it up. And then I went and found a dumpster and threw the trash away. And I was walking back with my charger. And I'm like, all these doors fucking look the same. What fucking door was it? What? And I kind of remember his apartment number. So I'm, and I'm walking up and down, like, maybe I, it was right about this area. And then I noticed, like, people are looking and I'm like someone's gonna <laughs> call the cops like on me because I'm in my pajamas and slippers walking around looking like a bum so I'm just gonna go sit in the car so I went back to the car and I'm sitting there and I'm doing my makeup because I'm like fuck it what else am I gonna do like I don't know where I'm going <laughs> and sitting in the car doing my makeup and I'm thinking to myself you know, if I get murdered here, at least Raven will have a great podcast story to tell. And <laughs> and then, like, I finished with my makeup, and I'm like, fuck, well, now what am I going to do? So I started meditating for a little bit, because it's right on the water, and it's beautiful. And I had the windows open, there was a nice breeze, it's 63 degrees. The and I'm like, out in the back. you know what? My planner is here, <laughs> I'll just sit here and organize my planner, because at some point, they're going to realize I'm missing, and come find me. And I'm like, well, it's about 30 minutes from when her alarm is supposed to come off because I was literally out in this parking lot for two fucking hours. And I'm just going to lay here and do my planner. So that is where she found me, laying across the back seat, propped up, doing my planner with the windows open, just chilling. <laughs> and I'll tell your side of the story because it's great, the fucking thought process that went through her head before she actually was like, well, shit, maybe I should come find her. After eating breakfast and taking a shower and texting
asking people, I don't know where she is. <laughs> She's like, I don't know where she is, and her phone's in here. Oh well, my, my god, keys were gone, so I was like, okay. she clearly has the car, <laughs> or is that the car? Yeah, she's cleaning out the car, and I'm like, I couldn't have gotten far without walking. <laughs> so I'm in the shower, and like I guess I must have just woken up, woken up, because I ate breakfast and everything. And I'm like, the whole a whole Dateline episode went through my fucking head, <laughs> and I got out, panicked, and I'm like, she worked herself into a panic attack. We gotta go find her now. And he's like, it's so cold. It's like seventy degrees. Oh, oh, yeah, he had a hoodie on and everything, and I'm just chilling out there. Like, well, I thought, yeah, and I'm looking at her, and she's got her makeup on. I'm like, this bitch, like, I was so confused. <laughs> <laughs> and, her face was great when she opened that door. She was, like, looking at me, like, this uh, and then I'm like, okay, so what happened was. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure you're like, so is that the story we're going to stick to? Is this the story we're going to tell people? I, <laughs> I mean, like, what else should I say? I got kidnapped, guys, and they left me here in the car. <laughs> And it's funny because, yeah. like, I had actually thought, like, maybe I should run to a gas station and get a bang or something. <laughs> and then I'm like, well, my phone is in the fucking apartment. I won't know how to get back. I'll get lost. The last thing I need to be doing is getting lost in West Palm Beach without a phone. <laughs> I'll stay lost in the parking lot. <laughs> See, and that's, you know, remember on your birthday where I was like, I don't know where I need to go or where I'm going, so I'm going to go where I know where I should be. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, I was so mad at you. On my birthday, she like she got lost and she went straight back to the hotel room and I had no idea where she was and I was really upset. I was like, I'm gonna sit here because someone will find me. <laughs> we did find you. <laughs> we did find you. I've been lost in other countries. Like I know how to keep myself safe. <laughs> I'm gonna go to the meeting point. That's how we keep safe. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Let's not wander. <laughs> I wa- I'm a wanderer. Same. I'm same. A, uh, when I drink, I wander. I, I, I do that a lot, too. Yeah. Everything's so interesting. Maybe we use that thing that we bought in New Orleans to keep us tethered. I should get, like, those apple ears. <laughs> 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 We're being soft. Oh, wait. Yeah, Selena's not going to have our location at all times. I mean, it would have helped. She has my location. Oh, I didn't even have my phone, so it would have helped anyway. And the location would have changed. It would have been, she's in this complex somewhere. You know, what would have been crazy is if I got kidnapped by someone in the complex and murdered. And that would have been a whole, like, whole Dateline episode. That's what I was thinking. I was like, Dateline. And then then you'll have the same thoughts. Don't you realize there's a... <laughs> we just had this conversation. I do realize that. I also carry a knife and mace, so like I put up a fight. I was actually gonna try to find the door, but then I'm like, Sean's in his room and she's sleeping till three. Set the alarm off. Well, what I was trying to do was you have the car keys with the alarm. Um, right? I was trying to. I was hoping that my phone wasn't dead yet. So like when I hit find device, it would have annoyed the shit out of you because it's got a really loud ring on it and but my phone had died before i could hit the find device button so that plan didn't pan out either so i just chilled in the car like and it was great because it was like was really meditative jelly. it was really productive and honestly it was really no different than laying on a hammock beside the beach so there's that and i gotta look at pretty water and lots of boats <laughs> you had a really good view 
I did have a really good view. It was a great morning. Shaw agreed to be on our podcast. That's fantastic. She's in our virtual boss. So, uh, on that note, what advice do you guys got for any aspiring dancers and or features? So, aspiring dancers. It's, you can't look at it like it's not a regular job in the sense of, you know, you're free to schedule yourself whenever because you do have more freedom, but you still need to look at it like it is a real job because it is. Um, I see a lot of girls that don't do that and come in like three hours late, you know, just disregarding everyone else's time. Right. It's, it's a business. So mm-hmm. you got to treat it as such. You are your own boss. You need to hold yourself accountable and realize yeah. that you can literally make as much money as you allow yourself mm-hmm. to make and treat it like a business. Treat yeah. it like a business. You can take a fucking business concepts class, ladies. Figure that shit out. There's quit looking um, at it like it's like easy money. Strategic no, stripping is actually a. Um, I'm gonna fill you guys in on that, and it's a website. And I, I downloaded when I first started. I downloaded all of her stuff, and it was like she's on point. <laughs> It's just on point. It's on point. But you have to be able to implement it and you can't do that if you're drinking every night and doing you know, going crazy and if you feel like you have to drink to work, like really ask yourself, is it because of the line of work or is it the socialization? Is it because it's it's for me, I I feel better after having a drink because I am just shy Mm -hmm. and I'm quiet and I can get past that barrier. Um, do I need it? No, I could do it sober. I did it sober my first two months to make sure I could do it. <laughs> I was like, am I making a poor life decision? Like, I how would I? the exact opposite. I drank like fucking crazy when I first started dancing, and it was because I was so nervous. But luckily, I had started with another girl, so it helped a lot. We did double stage sets, which I will say, if you're going to start and you're a little bit nervous, bring a friend along. Mm-hmm. I don't oh, yeah, want yeah. to do it, too. Start together. And the girls are going to be a lot more supportive than you mm-hmm. might expect. They should be, and if they're not, maybe go to a different club. If they're yeah. not, then they it's are not jealous. You. It's not you. They're worried about their money, about you taking their money, and it's a jealousy factor. Mm-hmm. I mean, where I started, it was a cup. It was a tiny club, but it was a cup. But it could shit. also be a miss. Like maybe they just have resting bitch face. Hi. I'm Molly Jane, and I have resting bitch face. So, if if someone didn't know you, might see you and think you're being hostile because you mind your business. I mean, some of us are just shy. Yeah. Like me, I gotta I gotta figure out who I'm around before I say exactly, and that's why we get along, and that's why it took so long for us to connect. Yes. That's why I feel so confident in us doing our thing together because there's no like we're not trying to tear each other down to build the other up. You know, it's like we both want each other to do yeah. as well as we can. And we are one. We are one. She's my work wife at this point. <laughs> uh, your advice for anybody? My advice. Mm-hmm. To someone starting out and... In both regards, it's 
you're on both ends of the spectrum. Um, get very comfortable with knowing that people are going to see you nude because that was a big decision for me was to say, okay, I'm, you know, I was trying to figure out if I wanted to go for my master's degree and what area I wanted to go in that. And I remember Googling myself and I saw that I had a nude that was out there for free before OnlyFans or all that. And um, I loved the picture. It was great. <laughs> it was really good. But that's where I made that decision. Like, okay, I don't want to pursue this line because that's a problem in the future that I cared more about being able to do, to work freely as I felt comfortable working than I did in following that degree field. And I didn't want to, I'm already, we're, we're sex workers, we're already up against a lot of people and I'd rather be around more supportive. I don't want to have to hide. Right. And um, so, I just be comfortable with that. And once you're comfortable with that, know your worth and your boundaries and how to enforce your boundaries. And say no and say I'm not comfortable with that or, you know, know your boundaries and don't let anyone tell you that they shouldn't be there. <laughs> like, you need to be comfortable with what you're doing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And um, along, along the lines of featuring, what are your, for dancers who are aspiring to be featured, what are your, what's your advice? Go to competitions, go to more than one competition. Don't get pressured into signing up before you know what don't go broke trying to prove yourself. And something I wish I would have done a long time ago was make a budget for competitions every year. And that's actually something we talked about this year. Yeah, yeah, we and did make a budget. Oh man, I blew through at least <laughs> for what I put in for my deduction so I could find. I blew through at least 12 grand last year, and that was. Don't make the same mistakes we've made. <laughs> but definitely um, get get the experience of what you see on the competition circuit, but don't get sucked into thinking that that's what's going to make you money. That's what's going to mm-hmm. cost you money. Mm-hmm. And the whole purpose of a competition or a showcase, it's basically a showcase. So like you're showing what you can do um, to people who will hire you. So... It's not trying to win first place, second place, because titles are titles. You have a, titles are good um, to show that you know how to do something, um, right. and that there's it's, it's like a little bit of a resume showing that you know you know your shit. But don't do, get too caught up. Don't get in caught competing. up in competing. There's got to be a balance. You know what you're putting in for competitions. Are you getting out that? And then some in booking. You need to be coming out on top financially, not yeah, like struggling. Struggling. <laughs> Just to get a title that isn't gonna help you if you're not using it to help yourself. Yes. That's yeah, I'm trying to help. I'm trying to help. No, you're spot on. Yeah, I agree. I think some of the best advice that I got when I first started um, 
You're for my best guy friend. <laughs> hey, Travis, what's up? Uh, <laughs> so, and it stuck with me. It's literally, and he's, you guys know, he's an amazing guy, and he has some of the best advice, and he's literally, he was my rock when I first started and getting through this, and really supported me to get to where I am now. But some of the best advice that he gave me is, one, be aware of your surroundings at all times. All times. So if you're drinking, so always be aware of your surroundings. Two, know your lines. Kind of just goes with what you just said. Um, know your lines. Know your limits. Know what you're comfortable with. Know your moral, um, where you stand on your morals, and make sure that you don't cross those lines. Safety always. Yeah, and that feeling, that gut feeling, that yeah, girls get, we always ignore. Go with that intuition. It's there for a reason. <laughs> yeah, and don't let anyone pressure you into anything you're not comfortable with, as, as you said. And, and having a buddy really like to bounce that off of because you know a lot of us come from um, from trauma. A lot yeah, of us come from trauma. Similar like, situation. Just because not because we're dancers, but because we're women, mm -hmm. a lot of us share that, and. Um, we don't really know about that intuition like I've, I've asked her about vibes that I've gotten because you know you have that feeling that gut instinct with like an ex-boyfriend or something where you're um you just feel had that feeling that they were cheating and then you ignored it and then you're like oh man I should have trusted that I've never gone back and had that feeling and not been like right. fuck I should have followed that right. <laughs> so there's a reason for it and if you're feeling that Bounce that off of another person and ask, mm -hmm. is this the, are you getting the same vibe I'm getting right. because of this situation? Because sometimes I'm just fucking crazy. Yeah. And so like, <laughs> I, I just mean, want to know, like, am I imagining this or? She does come to me a lot saying that. Yeah, I come A lot. Mm -hmm. A lot. <laughs> She's like, am I crazy? Am I imagining this? And actually, well, I think that's how I first started talking. so much, you know, into thinking that my thoughts, like, that I'm out of, like, I... I was told for so long that none of those feelings that were you're real. Just being crazy. Yeah, that I was being crazy, even though I had like so much. Just yeah. like, are you sure? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, and that's literally like how we started talking. Yeah, I sensed the vibe. Yeah, you sensed the vibe with one of the other girls that we were working with, and issues between me and her. And you walked up to me, and you're like, um, and. Crazy, like, <laughs> I was like, Do I, I, just, is, is there something really going on here that I should know about? Because, I, like, is there any bad blood? And I'm like, first off, I don't know you like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh no, everything's fine, it's great, you know, it's fine. And sorry for that. I, I was like, cool. But, I yeah. didn't expect you to like open up, open yeah. up, but I had heard things about this other person, I hadn't heard anything about you. But I had seen you there. I mean, I hadn't heard anything negative about you. Um, I just, you mind your business with the work, whatever. And I happened to hear a lot of things about this other person. And then they came into the club and then they started kind of causing some drama with staff members and everything. And so I was kind of hearing and seeing everything from the outside. And I still didn't know you. And so I was like, because I got to work a mouse. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, and I was sticking close to management then because we had, you know, we had yeah. um, Bambi. And I, like I said, I was just observing and I saw something and it, 
it was just so obvious, I yeah. felt. And I, think, like, I just wanted to confirm really it with you. I really you and Bambi because Bambi did pull me aside and have like a whole talk with me about it. And I think you guys were on the same level there. It's like, I'm not trying to cause shit here and I'm here to do my job and I'm not going to let it affect me. Be wary of the drama causing. And I'm, like, and I'm not going to like come act like I'm causing shit to Bambi who owned it. <laughs> and, you know there'd be a big issue and I didn't yeah. feel comfortable at the time having that conversation with her because we weren't close then. She was well, yeah, my boss. And you, you already knew that other girl had gone to her. Yeah, and it, it, there was issues there way before then too. So it just kind of followed me to that club because she followed me to that there, club. Though. Yeah, that's where it kind of stopped. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then we met Celine. <laughs> um, so what? We're kind of getting close to the end of this, right? So, um, as promised, our special guest, Raven, who will be our special guest? Bambi Wild. She is a Playboy playmate. And what, I mean, she's been everything. Miss New World. Miss New World, Miss New Universe. Um, she has a really sexy accent. Oh, uh, yeah. She's, she's from New Zealand, man. I know, it's hot. She's a kiwi. She's a kiwi. She's a sea witch, too. We'll have, our, we'll have a segment where she just says some sexy things to us. <laughs> no, I wanted to say something like really aggressive in a slow sexy voice. You know the funniest? So, oh my god. <laughs> I see her do that but like actually. <laughs> I was just okay, like, so before we uh um, <laughs> yeah there is this bachelor party side sidebar here. Let's have a little <laughs> story. There is this bachelor party that came into the club and we were working once and half of them left and the bachelor left and they're like, I don't know, he may be coming back. So the guy had had called the bachelor and Bambi took the phone and, and I can't remember the dude's name but she's like you've been a naughty naughty boy you better get back here <laughs> I can't even do it right but it was so great I was like my jaw dropped and I'm like that is the sexiest thing I've ever heard in my life <laughs> do it again but that was that's my favorite Bambi story because that's really where I'm like <sighs> <laughs> I love her. I love her so She's much. the only person that can call me a stupid cunt, and I'll be like, "Yes, thank you." What's up, bitch? How's your day? <laughs> I mean, it's mostly in regards to my parking, um, <laughs> but you know, she's another person that's really um, helped me out in the industry because I met her at my first competition um, five years ago, and. We would just kind of keep running into each other and then you know she lived here and i moved up here from louisiana and um we and got closer with the club about yeah. the same time which was insane to me yeah it's like the universe literally said okay three bitches <laughs> <laughs> putting you together and it's Make been, it happen. Ma- Do it's been magic ever since <laughs> i'd actually moved away that's how that went. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Okay. So 
Okay, so if you have any questions or suggestions on what we should discuss or a guest request, comment below if you're watching on YouTube um, or email us at featurecreaturespodcast at hotmail or gmail.com. Or if you have us on Facebook, go ahead and hit our DMs. Um, oh, speaking of DMs, did you want to do um, who's talking to themselves in my DMs or do you want to save that special bit for next time? We can save that special bit for next time. Okay. Well, coming up on our next podcast, Raven's <laughs> very own segment of Who's Talking to Themselves in My DMs. You don't want to miss it. So excited. Oh, if you have, how do you want to do that? Like, if they have, like, any of them. Ladies and gentlemen. And gentlemen. Mm-hmm. People if of all. People of all walks of the sex industry <laughs> and all the thirst traps online and on the interwebs. If you have any really amusing or entertaining um, DMs that you have to share with me. Keep them short. <laughs> short my attention. Um, and have mildly appropriate. <laughs> Actually, now we're... Well, yeah, within Mild, reason. Yeah, oh, whatever. Within we won't dox anyone out and we'll keep everything anonymous. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. Send and I want to I wanna do a voice distortion while I'm reading them. Okay. Okay. Okay, we'll figure all that stuff out. Maybe a little bit. You you look forward like you're gonna like test it out right now. I was kinda like great. Um push it. Push it. Push it. I'm hitting. Ah! It's you. <laughs> Did you hear that? No, I didn't. I'm not going to. just like a bird talking to me. Okay, so. <laughs> okay. I gotta get me one of those. Da 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 da. So, we are going to end that here. This has been Feature Creatures with Molly Jane, Sling Symphony, and Raven Collie. Have a nice night, y'all. Mic drop. Shh. <laughs>